Blog Talk Radio.
rebounds if that's the case. We put Oakley and Mace in your face. We draw charges and we set picks. We are New York. We are the New York Knicks. Say go New York, go New York, go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special Sunday night edition of Sports of the Legend. Well, my co-host, Macaulay Matthews. It's me again, William Elmo. What's up, Mac? What's going on? Hey, how's it going? Hey, right, man, I'm doing good, man. Doing as I guess as good as the Knicks are doing right now. Oh, yeah. Knicks are on fire. Yeah, man, my NBA jam. Five, oh, yeah. five, five games in a row winning streak. We're going to get into that. Best team, talk in, about, best team in New York. That's right. We're going to talk about the Knicks. We're going to talk about Randall's, uh, you know, uh, great performance against the Wizards, scoring 48 points. Um, the, the Knicks' uh, performance against the Pelicans uh, recently. We're going to review the Elimination Chamber uh, pay-per-view event. Um, talk about the Super Bowl. I know we're late to the party, but, you know, they give you our thoughts on that. And, you know, what else? whatever else is on our mind. You guys know the deal. You know the number is um, 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So feel free to talk about any of these topics and more. We'd love to hear from you. Um, but with that in um, in mind, let's, let's just dive right into the New York Knicks, man. Knicks, they they are, um, you know, they are firing on on all cylinders right now. You know, they got a five game winning streak. You know, and uh, I know as you all the fans in New York City are happy to see them. Um, John Hart, you know, he he's he's played with a lot of heart, and the the Knicks, you know, they are they are they are you know firing. They're, you know, they his um him coming back, him coming on the team has definitely taking the team to a whole nother level right now. And then now Mitchell Robinson is, uh, you know, he finally came back on Friday night. Um, and, and then, you know, Harkenstein, you know, holding on the fort, you know, while, you know, until he came back. Um, and then of course, Brunson, the guy who should have been an all-star, who's, who's an all-star in the hearts and in the mind of many Nick fans, you know, Knicks have been doing good, and you know, you gotta give you gotta give credit to Randall. He's having his best um, year ever right now. You know, it was oh, even yeah. be- better than what he had two years ago, his first All Star year. You know, he's and, and Bunsen. You know, he's been Bunsen's been the MVP man. As great as Randall was that you know that year two years ago, this is how great Bunsen has been. Bunsen has been the difference maker with this team. Oh yeah, certainly. I mean, I wish we could have Brunson years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's uh, definitely been the difference maker. And uh, yeah, you see it. You know, all these guys are playing well because of Brunson, and Randall is having a career year, and that's partly because of Brunson. You know, Randall doesn't have to handle the ball as much as he used to in the past, and you know, he's getting uh, good looks because of Brunson and wide open shots. I mean. Yeah, Brunson has added a different element to this team. Yeah, man, Brunson has put the go in your go near go near go. Yeah.
Yeah, man, it's just, you know, um, yeah, Randall had that 48, 46 points, uh, which tied a career high against the Wizards. You know, he, he could not be stopped, you know, um, on, which day was that, Wednesday night, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken? No, actually, it was Friday night, I think. No, wait, it was Wednesday. Let me do the math. Um, you know, it was Friday night. Friday night, yeah, Friday night was the first against game. Against the Pelicans? Right. No, no, no. Friday night against the Wizards. It was Friday night against the Wizards, and then Saturday night was the um the, the, the 73 Knicks. Yeah. Uh, honoring, you know, when the Knicks torched the Pelicans. And, the Pel- and ironically, the, the Knicks scored 73 points at the first, at, you know, in the first half, which obviously, you know, that, that equals – you know, the year, which is the 15th anniversary of the, the last Nick championship team um, in 1973. And, um, yeah, it was a, it was um, great seeing the, the legendary Knicks. You know, of course, you know, Clyde was there. He gave a, a passionate speech um, at halftime. You had um, Earl of Pearl Monroe, um, Dick Barnett, Bill, Bill Bradley, um, Ewing via satellite. Ewing via satellite. Um, uh, Willis Reed via satellite as well. But yeah. one big omission, which you know, which we all knew he wasn't going to make it, was of course Phil Jackson, the Zen master. I mean, this guy, this guy's the Zen master. But when it comes to the Knicks, you know, he he's he's the Houdini master, man. This guy disappears, man. Like this guy doesn't want to acknowledge his 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 um, you know, his Knicks heritage. You know, this guy he never wants to show up, man. You know what I mean? Like he he's like the equivalent of uh, Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan, you know he he you know he obviously had his um you know Hall of Fame pitcher start his career with the Mets. You know, won his only championship with the Mets, and then you know basically you know forced that trade out of uh, New York. I, what was it, seventy seventy two? I think it was seventy two when he when he when he um got you know he he forced the arguably the worst trade or the second the worst trade of all time. You know, after the Seaver, the Midnight Massacre, Midnight Massacre Seaver trade. Um. But yeah, he, you know, um, it's like both guys don't they don't want to acknowledge their 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 championship their championship ties with New York, you know. Phil Jackson, you know, he won his, uh, you know, only two championships as a player, and then of course the rest is history as a you know a head coach with the Bulls and the Lakers, winning eleven six with the the Lakers uh, six with the Bulls, and then with Jordan, and uh, then of course. Um, you know the five with uh, with, with Kobe, so I mean, I don't know what he he could could at least did a video, but I mean it is what it is. Yeah, but Phil Jackson is not. Even though he is, uh, he won two championships with us, part of some of these Knicks teams. He's not as important as some of these other guys. Oh yeah, like of course. Bradley, yeah, Willis, Reed, Clyde. Oh yeah, Earl Monroe. I think of those guys first before I think of Phil Jackson. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, you. I mean, it. That's that's one hundred percent true. You know what I mean? 
I just feel like he should. I don't, I don't care as much as for Phil Jackson, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, the most important thing is that, you know, you know, Reed, you know, Willis Reed, you know, sent a video. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Clyde and you, you had um, Earl the Pearl Monroe because that, you know, Earl the Pearl Monroe was the, was the story of the 73 Knicks team because, you know, this guy, he was like, you know, the Jordan of his day. You know, he, he could score at will, you know, anytime he wanted. And, you know, they were just wondering, would he be able to play a team basketball game because, you know, he was always a – the ball always came to him. You know, he's, he was the number one scoring, you know, you know, option on his team. So the question is, would he be willing to sacrifice his game of scoring to play the team, you know, uh, the the Knicks style of team basketball, spreading the ball, ball around and not him being the focal point. And he literally did that. You know, he sacrificed his scoring prowess to – to be a team player and, and they were able to hoist the, the you know, the, the title because of it. And unfortunately yeah. that's the last title we've, we've had in 50 you know, years in 50 years, you know, even though the, the Knicks are the unofficial uncrowned champions in New York as evident with the, you know, the go New York song we played, man, you know, those nineties Knicks team. Yeah. They didn't win a champion but championship, but in our hearts, they, they were champions because they, they left it all on the floor, you know? So you, 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 I mean, you can't say nothing about it, man. And I don't know if you saw that video I sent you of uh, Gilbert Arenas. No, I didn't. Yeah. Gilbert Arenas was saying that how basically the, the eighties, uh, the eighties team could not compete you know, the, you know, in Jordan's era, the '80s teams couldn't compete with the with the teams in the '90s, early 2000, and now, you know, they were slow players. They couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't compete with the teams of the '90s, 2000s, and, and modern time. Which, to me, I strongly disagree because most of those good players and teams that played in the '80s were, if my memory serves me right still playing in the 90s and some even in the 2000s. So his argument is kind of uh, is uh, way off. And another thing is Jordan, as great as Jordan was, he, he, he couldn't win in the, in, the, um, in the 80s. You know what I mean? Like to say that the 80s couldn't play with the 90s players, uh, maybe that would be possible because most of the 80s players were playing in the 90s, so they'd be playing against themselves. So, I mean – it's kind of a it's kind of a, a bad argument if you actually so the eighties couldn't compete with the nineties and two thousands yeah and modern time players well modern times I mean that's different because players now yeah of course they're faster and more athletic mm-hmm. you know as times time has passed but, and plus um, you know the the they you know they're more tougher on you know on the fouls whereas it was more of a wow wow west style as evident as as the bad boys you know, in the in the eighties stuff that they could get away with which you couldn't get away with it now. You know? Yeah. I think the rules have softened up a bit over the years. Um I mean I I always think like the back then it was more physical game than it is now. I oh, mean yeah. all sports. Yeah, you know, basketball, football, every hockey. Sport. Yeah, it was more physical. The rules every have softened was up more, a bit. Every sport was more to me the the sport was more physical the players were more iconic. The teams were more iconic because you had organic 
teams, you know. You didn't have everybody, you know, bouncing around. There was, like, you know, players who really want to, you know, okay, you knocked me out. Okay, then I'm this team, I'm, I'm going to beat you next time. Now it's like everybody have the Kevin Durant, you know, itis, LeBron James itis. It's like, okay, if I can't beat you, then I'm going to join you. You know what I mean? It, it, it's okay at some, some points. I mean, obviously, winning a championship is, you know, obviously the goal. But it's like, you know, they're not even going about the organic way. You know what I mean? Like, everybody is just trying to build a super team. Yeah, you know what I mean? These days, like, you know, what I see in the NBA these days, a lot of three-pointers being shot. Oh, yeah. A lot That's of one-on-one. Um, mm-hmm. Back then, like, you couldn't do that. I mean, like, defenses, like, back then would probably stop you, you know, like they wouldn't allow that stuff, the three oh, yeah. pointers and like, and one on one stuff. Like Jordan tried to do that early in the day, and, and like you saw how Pistons shut him down. Yeah, the the the, the Jordan rules. Yeah, so uh, you he really had to bulk up to to in order to to um him and the and the whole Bulls team. You know they had to be they had to become the thing they the very thing they hated. They became bullies. Yeah. <laughs> And then they 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 overcame they exercised their demons of of beating the the bad boy Pistons and then they became the bullies and we were the unfortunate casualties of it. I mean, amongst other teams, the the Jazz, Suns, um, the Lakers, you name it. Every all the whole league was was roughshod. The the Lakers, I mean, the the Bulls did to us what the what. The the dream team did to to all the teams in 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 the world in the you know in the Olympics the ninety two Olympics they just dominated us and all the other teams you know that time period you know after after they after they finally got rid of the bad boys and then of course the only exception was what the ninety five um, Magic one but that was because Jordan you know wasn't one hundred percent after you know, leaving a year and a half or so, you know, playing baseball. So that was like the only asterisk of them getting knocked out during the Jordan era of the 90s. Yeah. And the Knicks knocked them out in 94. Well, yeah, but, but, but Jordan was even, Jordan was in on the team. But yeah, I mean, yeah, technically at asterisk, we did, we did knock them off in our, yeah. in you know, our, in route of us going to the, to the um, NBA Finals. Finals in '94, so yeah, that that is also an asterisk. Yeah, we did beat the 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 Bulls, you know, even though Jordan wasn't there. But I mean, we did knock off the Bulls. Yeah. But yeah, man, the the Knicks, man, they you know they're playing, you know, a lot better. You know, they they're um about what a game or so or less, you know, against behind the the Nets because the Nets keep getting their butt whipped lately. And um, well, they got blown out. They, they've lost, you know, KD. They've lost Kyrie. Oh, yeah. And they don't have their big three anymore, so. Nope. All the guys, Ben Simmons now. You know, they, they look they, like a different team. Mm-hmm. They got, you know, traded um, to, the, to the Suns. They traded um, Kyrie to uh, Dallas. And, of course, you know, they traded um, uh, Harden last year. To the um seventy sixers, so yeah, basically um yeah, now they got basically all they got is um Simmons and Dimwitty, basically, you know, 
So, I mean, it's a, it's a different team. Yeah, yeah, completely different team. But um, right now the Knicks are now tied with the Nets for that fifth, for that fifth spot. Mm-hmm. So, Knicks are climbing up the standings. Yeah. So, yeah, Knicks, Knicks definitely got a um, – and this time, unlike the last, um, two years ago, you know, they have Brunson, you know, because um, – yeah, I think he'll be the X factor if they do face the the you know the Hawks or whoever they can finally get out of the first round. See what happens. But we gotta we gotta try to clinch one of these top spots uh, because you know um, it ain't over till it's over. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I guess uh, shifting gears. Um, yeah, let, let's talk about uh, the, the Super Bowl, man. What's your thoughts? Oh man, that was uh, that was one of the best Super Bowls I've ever watched. That was mm-hmm. a back and forth offensive game. Um, you know, Eagles came right at the Chiefs. You know, early on, it looked looked like they were gonna dominate, mm-hmm. but the Chiefs. They hung up. They hung in there and just kept fighting back. And yeah, man, it, it kept going back and forth, especially in the second half between those two teams. And you know, some key calls there. That some people argue that uh, could have gone either way, but uh, in the end, there that um, that pass interference call was it pass interference or was it a holding? Actually, it was a holding call at the end there that gave the Chiefs close to the um, in, in the uh, in the in the red zone to, for them to uh, score and win the game. I mean that was the that was a critical play there of the game that holding call. A lot of people said that the referee should have let that call go, but I mean the guy even admitted himself that you know he held the player. So. You got you got to call a penalty when it's a penalty, and that's what the referees did. And the Chiefs uh, did what they had to do. They uh, they scored, and ultimately they won the game. You know, uh, Eagles they played a great game. I mean, it hurts, but he set a record, I think. For uh, he he had two rushing touchdowns in that game. I think four four touchdowns overall, I, I believe. So uh, he had a great game. If if the Eagles had won, he definitely would have gotten the uh, Super Bowl MVP. Oh yeah, hands down. Yeah, Hurts man. Uh, he he um yeah he was he was great, but unfortunately for him, Mahomes was uh, was able to get the the W. Um, yeah, Hurts he went twenty seven for thirty eight for um three hundred and four yards, threw a, threw a touchdown. You know he had uh, three rushing touchdowns. Which yeah, I mean, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, that's yeah. a record. Mm-hmm. And then you, and then on Mahomes' side, um, uh, you know, Mahomes had that that scare uh, before the second half when you know everybody thought he would he was going to leave the game early and be out of the the um the game period, and you know that would have you know basically changed the complexion of, of the whole game had he been out. Uh, yeah, Mahomes, he went 21 for 27, 482 yards, um, threw three uh, TDs, and, uh, you know, he was able to 
propel um, the Chiefs to the 38-35 uh, win because, uh, like, at the very end, you know, they had the they, – they ran the clock, you know, just in time for the, the kicker to get the um, game-winning field goal. Yep. And, uh, you know, uh, Travis Kels won the battle between um, – Kelsey. You know, yeah, yeah, he he won the battle between his his brother. Yeah, and she won their second title in four years. Yeah, their second title in four years and their third overall because they they won their first in uh, 1970. So you know, congrats to the Chiefs. And uh, yeah, man, Chiefs, Chiefs, they're the they're the tribal Chiefs of the NFL now. Yep, uh, they they had a great season, and they kept it off for the Super Bowl win. And Eagles, you know, they'll be just as good next year. So you have all these guys coming back, so they're gonna be mm-hmm. a threat in the NFC East. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. And uh, yeah, locally the the Jets, you know, the Jets they're they're speaking of quarterbacks. You know, the Jets are looking for a quarterback. Um, you know, um, Aaron Rodgers, he was in a, a dark retreat for like, I don't know, four days or so. You know, he's a possibility, you know, if the the Packers trade him. There's a Carr, who's a, who's a possibility, you know. Um, wh- what do you think that the Jets should do? Who do you think the Jets should uh, go after? Uh, well, I mean, I hear that they've been uh, talking to Carr. It, looks, it sounds like that's what's going to happen. They're going to end up signing Carr. The Carr will be a good serviceable quarterback for mm-hmm. them. You know, veteran guy. Um, you know, he's uh, been in the league for a while. And I think he'll uh, provide that leadership that the Jets are looking for. Um, yeah. I think he'd be a good fit. Yeah, I think re- I think realistically that's most likely who they're going to get because, you know, he visited with them last week and, you know, it went well. The meeting went well. And then you, you don't know if Aaron Rodgers, you know, he wants to make that uh that leap, you know, this late in his career, you know, to to go to the Jets, come to New York. I mean, you know, if he does that, he'd be following after his uh, predecessor in in uh in Green Bay, which was of course Favre, you know, to New York late in his his uh late in his career, and it didn't work out for him because uh. He was there for one year, and then he left, and then he signed with, I think, the, the Vikings, you know, because he wanted, to, um, he wanted to sign with a team, you know, so he could get in, go back into the division against, uh, you know, the um, the Green, the, you know, the Packers. So yeah, it might be deja vu for them if he if he um, if he would uh, if his successor in. Uh, Packers left and went to New York, you know. But um, well, as a yeah. Jets fan, let me ask you: Who, do, which quarterback do you want? I mean, I want I want any quarterback that's gonna help me win the championship anytime soon. I mean, uh, I mean, if Rodgers was was a you know was you know like serious, you know that'd be a great move. I mean, it would be obviously, uh, you know a box office move, but sometimes, you know, that the best move on paper isn't the best move to get. So yeah. who knows if they try to go after him and he doesn't, he's not interested, 
and then, you know, car signs elsewhere. The guy who really wanted to come here. So, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tough uh, decision, you know, to be honest with you. I just hope they make the, the right choice. You know, see, see what Aaron Rodgers' head is at. And, um, because, yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's a tough spot. You got a young team, a young, talented team, you know. But then, again, you have Carl, who's a veteran, who's younger, you know. He might be able to develop with the team longer, you know. Because, I mean, with, with, with Rodgers, you probably have three years tops with him, probably, you know, if everything goes well. So, I mean, you don't, who knows? But, uh, yeah, we shall see. And uh, every, you know, it ain't official till it's official. You know, switching gears with the, you know, with the Mets, you know, they were rumored, you know, hey, possibly in the offseason to be going after Manny Machado. But he signs what, an 11-year, what, 350-year extension with uh, the Padres. So he's he's staying put in San Diego, which, I mean, you know, the the Mets, you know, they have Beatty as their third baseman. Uh, they got Escobar, of course, over there in his last year. But, um, yeah, I mean, realistically, most likely it wasn't going to happen because, you know, they have Beatty. They have to see how he is. I mean, depending how Beatty would have done, that, then you then you could have possibly seen maybe the Mets would have went after him, you know, because him and Show Walter were um, – he was – he played for Show Walter in Baltimore. Yeah. But – you know, he got the money he wanted, and he he's staying. So, congrats to him. Congrats. So he's not gonna be coming to New York either for the Mets or the Yankees. So he's just gonna like stay it. put. Oh, what were you saying? No, I said that it doesn't look like he'll come to either team. So. No, he's not. He he signed the extension today. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna say. But uh, you know, and uh, with the Rangers, you know they're they're trying to get a a star player to come over here too. Patrick Kane. He they have the the trading deadline coming up on the third. Yeah, they made a they made a a move uh, yesterday to um, get rid of um, a player that uh, you know that you know demanded a trade. You know they got rid of him. Um, uh, Kravatsov, however you pronounce him, he got traded to uh, Vancouver Canucks uh, for Lockwood in the 2026 seventh round pick. Um, you know the the Rangers, they they um they're looking to try to get Patrick Kane, Kane from uh, the the um the Blackhawks. And, um, you know, that trade they did yesterday, you know, made them save a lot of money uh, to uh, potentially go after him because uh, the rumor are, is that, um, you know, he, he's willing to waive his no-trade clause if he comes to, to the Rangers. And the Rangers, um, you know, they're, they're trying to make this deal happen before the, the deadline. And uh, uh, other good news for the, the, which I think I think the the, the when this all is done, they'll 
they'll find a way to get the deal done. But in other Ranger news, they defeated the um, the Kings to snap their their four-game uh, losing streak with a five-to-two uh, victory. So you know, props to them. As the Rangers are, you know, they're trying to make their um, you know, their their playoffs push. But I'd say the only black eye in the game was uh, Ranger defensive. Uh, defenseman uh, Keandre Miller, you know, he got ejected out of the game because he spit on the Kings defenseman Drew uh, Daughtry, you know, in the in the first quarter. Uh, so yeah, I mean that you know that was uh, messed up, but um, uh, thankfully the Rangers were able to hold on, you know, and uh, get the victory and snap this uh, losing streak and hopefully start a you know, continue this this winning streak in uh in Philadelphia on Wednesday night against the Flyers. So we shall see um you know how the Rangers will do and if they'll be able to complete the the long rumored King trade. Um but um yeah, let's shift gears and uh move on to the elimination chamber. what's your thoughts on this uh this elimination chamber event. Well, I thought it was uh I thought it was an okay event. Um mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to the Sami Zayn Roman Reigns match as mm-hmm. we all were looking forward to it. Um yeah, I mean to me that was probably that was the best match of the night. I mean the other matches what other matches were there I, I guess uh Lesnar versus uh Lashley. Yeah, that was, that that match was disappointing because I think because of the ending. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you you go over the you know the what happened, the results, then I'll tell you what I think. All right, you heard the man. Let's let's do it. Let's get right into it. Uh, Oscar defeated Carmella, Liv Morgan, Natalia, Nikki Cross, and Raquel Rodriguez uh, in the women's elimination chamber match. So, um. Asuka is, of course, going to now face uh, Bianca Belair. I mean, the match was, you know, you know, uh, you know, Asuka won. I mean, that I think that's the right person to win. You know, as expected, Asuka got the 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 new um, heel gimmick. I, I think I heard people say her that was her gimmick that she was using in Japan before she came over here. Yeah, that's what I heard. So. I mean, it, it's a it's a good change for her. I mean, you know, her her character that she had was you know it was interesting, you know, it was um, comical. But I mean, she, you know, you got to change your gimmick from time to time. So yeah, this this gimmick is definitely giving her that imposing look that she had when she first popped up. You know, yeah. so that I think that, this will be a she'll be a threat now, mm-hmm. Bianca Belair. Yeah, she's probably the only legit threat to Bianca Belair other than Charlotte Flair, which, you know, right now Charlotte Flair is going to be uh, competing against um, uh, Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. So, Asuka versus Bianca Belair should be a really good match. Now, Now, let's get to the Bobby Lashley-Brock Lesnar match. I mean, 
you know, this match was a typical WWE match. You know, this match was, you know, very hyped up. You know, I was very into this match. You know, the ending in typical WWE fashion ended in a disqualification, man. Like, Brock Lesnar, you know, he's going to lose, and he low blows him and, and, and ends up losing the match, which is pretty lame. The only... The only way this match, the only way this, I, I can excuse this this horrible finish is if this is some way that they're, they're going to finally do what they should have done, which I thought they should have done this uh, from the get-go, was not have the Elimination Chamber match and have Lashley versus Lesnar fight it out to determine the rubber match at WrestleMania. You know, them having the match in Elimination Chamber made no sense to me because I felt like they should have had the, you're so close to WrestleMania, you know. This was a dream match for many, many years, you know. It settled the score at WrestleMania. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why are you going to give this match the pay-per-view before WrestleMania and, you know, not have a, a, a definitive winner? And what do they do? They, they, they have another wonky ending. So to me, they have to. This match has to. This match only makes sense to finish it off at WrestleMania. The the feud can't end like this. I mean, this is it's embarrassing. Like that's a conquerable way to end of this feud. This feud should end at WrestleMania. You know, I don't want to see. I don't want to see Brock Lesnar versus Amos as they're teasing, because uh, you know, um, Brock Lesnar is going to make his decision whether or not he's going to accept Amos's challenge. Uh, Monday night, and right now the rumors is it looks like it's going to be Lashley versus Wyatt, because remember Wyatt challenged the winner of the Lesnar versus Lashley match because technically Lashley did win by DQ, but you know to me Lashley need to win this win it win this match definitively because you want to you want to establish Lashley as you know, a legit threat to Lesnar. I mean, that's yeah. the whole point of the rivalry because Brock Lesnar is killing, burying him, calling him Bobby who, you know. Yeah. Every time Bobby Lashley beat him, you would think this would be when Brock Lesnar would finally acknowledge him as a challenge. And they they just keep making him have these wonky wins against them. And then the Lesnar victory against him um, with that, you know, pin, you know, you know, it's like this, this thing could have been, this feud could have been so much better. You know what I mean? It has so much potential, but WWE is like ruining it. You know, the only thing that could redeem it is, is to have this match, this match at WrestleMania. Sell the score, Lashley, Lesnar, WrestleMania, no holds bar, hardcore, whatever you want to call it. Let them have this match, man. Put it in the lion's den. Whatever, whatever you want to do. Like, just have these guys settle the score. No disqualifications. No countouts. Whatever. Like, let's let's go. That's that's the only way you could settle it. And yeah. then you have, then I you mean, have maybe just do a triple threat at WrestleMania. Wait, Wyatt, Lesnar, Lashley. Yeah, I guess you could do that too. I mean, I prefer them both go one on one against each other. But hey, if if that's the only way we can have Lashley and Lesnar fight against each other at WrestleMania, then fine, so be it. So be it. 
I'd rather have Lashley and Lesnar fight against, you know, Bray Wyatt in a triple threat match than to have Omos versus Lesnar, you know, or Lashley versus Wyatt by himself. I'm all I'm all in favor for Wyatt versus Lashley, but not this WrestleMania. I, I think that they should hold that one off for until next year. But hey, you know, if if Wyatt has to fight against Lashley and it and it has to be a triple threat match, so Lesnar could be involved, then that's that, then fine, I'll live with it. But to me, Lashley Lesnar should be the match. Omos is, is Omos is too green. He's greener than Bruce Banner angry. You know, you can't have this. You cannot have this guy fight Brock Lesnar right now. Yeah, it's 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 too early. It's too early right now. I mean, come on, let's, let's not have this match happen. I'm in favor for it next year. You could you could do the match next year, but right now, lastly, Lesnar that should be the match. That should be the match that 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 they have. You know, and you can have Lesnar fight Gunter next year. You know. Um, that'd be a good match. Yeah, because that's another rumor that Lesnar might be fighting Gunter, but we don't know. I mean, that would be way better than him fighting Omos. Yeah. But to me, lastly, Lesnar, they have to fight each other at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, it it makes, especially with that wonky ending, like even before the wonky ending, I was like, why are they having them fight at Elimination Chamber when WrestleMania is right around the corner? This is a WrestleMania matchup. This is a dream matchup that they they've been messing around, they've been ruining, you know, with all these wonky endings. Like, let's do this. Let, let let's do this. No holes bar core match. Let's fight. Come on. Let, let's let's tell the score. Let's find out who who's uh, you know who's the better of the two. Set let's, it up, bro. Set it up. <laughs> hey man, they should give me the money out and I'll set it up. <laughs> and then you got Edge and Brett Phoenix, the great couple versus Judgment Day. You got uh, Finn Balor and Dominic's Dominic's Whisper, aka <laughs> Rhea Ripley. Believe it or not, you know. And um, of course, you know Edge and Edge and uh, Beth defeated the the Judgment Day. Um, you know, um, they they hit the um, Shatter Machine. You know, the uh, um, FDRs. You know, the Revival's former. Um, well, I should say that that's their um, their tag team move. Because if you remember in that um, that feud that Edge had um, with Seth Rollins, they they revealed that they you know they're they're cool with the with the you know FTR the Revival in real life because they said their their real names instead of. You know their character names when uh right. So that was a nice you know the Shadow Machine to to defeat the new to defeat the Judgment Day almost the new day. Um, and you know of course um. Yeah, it was a good match. You know between you know, uh both both the the um, the crew. You know obviously Edge. Wanted to get revenge on the, the, the team he created, the faction he created. And, you know, Beth and, and Rhea Ripley have chemistry in the ring together. So, I mean, it was a good match, all in all. Then you had Austin Theory uh, defeat Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano, Montez Ford, and Seth freaking Rollins. Uh, 
you know, to retain the U, the the United States Championship. So Austin Theory, you know, he retained that. Austin um, Theory, uh, he's been, uh, he's been, uh, I don't know, his character has got kind of uh, gotten a bit better over these last. And his mic skills, ha- I have noticed his mic improved. skills has, his mic skill has definitely improved. Yeah. You know, he does have more of a confidence that, you know, the way they've been trying to hype him up. You know, he he has been doing better. I mean, I I can't say for this match because I, to be honest with you, I fell asleep during this match and I woke up just in time for the the um Roman yeah, Reigns uh, main event. You know, and uh, man, that that Sami Zayn Roman Reigns man, they they lived up to the 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 high expectations that you know. We all had for them, man. The, the bloodline, man. They are they are doing some iconic stuff with this with this um with this uh, storyline. Yeah. Yeah, Sami Zayn in his hometown, Montreal, challenging the tribal chief Roman Reigns for the title. And man, this 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 was like. It was, you know, it was it was brutal in a good way. Like you had Roman Reigns was like channeling The Rock, you know, against McFoley, like hitting him, like when Rock hit uh, McFoley with with the with the uh, with the chair twelve times, you know, yeah, in front of his his family. Yeah, I mean, I, I I see the Roman, you know, Roman Reigns, you know, to me he's him and The Rock's uh, career has definitely been parallel, you know. Run the Roman Reigns just like the Rock. Rocky Maivia was force fed by people. The fans weren't, you know, weren't having it, you know, with the exception with him in the in the Shield, you know, he was popular. But after he left the Shield and went solo, you know, they tried to make him John Cena 2.0, and the fans weren't feeling it. They even had the Rock help him out of Royal Rumble a few years ago, and um, which was pretty similar to. Um, when his father, Rocky uh, Rocky Johnson, helped out The Rock, you know, WrestleMania 13, you know, it, it had the same effect. You know, they, you know, the fans weren't hearing it. So once both guys, Roman Reigns and uh, The Rock, decades before him, were able to be, you know, their, their true selves, you know, talk smack, you know, on the fans about how, the, you know, the fans don't appreciate what they're doing. Or organically turn into the heels that they were today, and now they're now they're popular. But yeah. one thing, now Roman Reigns is the heel that they wanted him to be, because after you know Royal Rumble, when he um, you know when uh, Sami Zayn made his decision after the match, and you know hit Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns basically. Roman Reigns and the the Usos destroyed them. Well, I mean, minus Jay um, Jay Uso. You know, now Roman Reigns is full blown heel. Roman Reigns was always a heel, but now he was like the he was like the NWO cool heel that you know, or DX heel that the fans root for, even though he was a heel. But now, Sami Zayn made up his mind. He woke up, finally smelled the coffee. Now Roman Reigns is fully being, you know, booed as a, as a, you know, as a, the heel that he is. 
And man, this match was so. This match was a classic. Like, you know, you, you this is not even hyping it up. I'm not working for WWE. This this match was a was a a modern day classic. You had these guys stare. They stared at each other for like minutes before they even like fought each other. You know, kind of like reminiscent of Hogan versus Rock at WrestleMania 18. Like, this this was like legit. Like the 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 whole city of Montreal was behind them. Sami Zayn's wife was there. Like everybody was like just the whole city was behind them. Like that was a classic. And um, you know Roman Reigns was beating him up in front of the the you know the wife. You know you you know he was trying to play like he didn't want it to be this way and all this stuff like that. And yeah, man, it was just an epic match. I mean, I knew Roman Reigns was gonna win, but. You know, Sami Zayn, man, he just took you on a ride, man. Like, I really wanted this to be his Kofi Mania moment or the Daniel Bryan moment, BS movement. But, you know, we all knew that Sami Zayn wasn't going to win. But, but, you know, you were just so emotionally invested in it. Like, you were like, man, you just hope he could win it. But, yeah. um, You know, obviously they had plans with Cody Rhodes. You know, when uh, he's winning, winning the title, and once Cody Rhodes won, I mean, Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble. You know, you know they were sticking with the plan. So, yeah, Sami Zayn's gonna have to chance of winning the title would be off Cody Rhodes anyway. When you think about it, so maybe maybe SummerSlam he might take the title off Cody Rhodes. Who knows? Yeah, I I think. Uh... I would be surprised if WWE changed their mind and makes that a triple threat. Sami Zayn, Cody, and Roman Reigns are assuming it. What do you think? I would love that because to me, the story, you know, the whole finish, the story like Cody Rhodes was talking about the whole time, it makes more sense for Sami Zayn to be in this, this matchup because the whole story, the storyline is Cody, is Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. That was a whole bloodline storyline, you know? Obviously, they had the plan for Cody Rhodes to be facing Roman Reigns ever since Cody Rhodes signed, you know. So they weren't going to pull an audible, but basically, you know, Cody Rhodes has been doing a great job of, you know, showing his support for Sami Zayn's um, um, attempt of of trying to beat Roman Reigns. So, you know, we didn't have a, a Batista... Roman, you know, um, Daniel Bryan kind of situation where, you know, the fans wanted Daniel Bryan to to be in the main event, but Batista won the Royal Rumble, just like Cody Rhodes did. And basically, you know, WWE want to stick with the plan. But yeah, if it was up to me, I would say, yeah, definitely, a, uh, you know, a triple threat to have Sami Zayn in there because Sami Zayn definitely deserves an opportunity I don't know to shout out the title, especially at WrestleMania. But I, I don't think WWE's going to do it because they've had so many triple threat matches in recent history. So I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to have another uh, triple threat match. And, and and we're not even including the triple threat match between Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte from like a few years ago. We're just talking oh, yeah. about the men. The men's one. The men's ones in recent history have had a lot of triple threat match. And then, of course, that includes Seth Rollins uh, cashing in the money in the bank, you know, in that Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar match. 
uh, you know, what was it, 2015 or so when that happened for his first ever title reign. So, yeah, I don't see that happening. And then, of course, you know, they're giving us the slow build to the eventual Usos versus uh, Owens and uh, Sami Zayn tag team match. And, you know, props props to them, you know. Um, with, with uh, you know, Kevin Owens uh, basically, you know, overly accepting it. You know, he told he explained his reason that, you know, he um he, he, he helped them at the after the match was over. Um you know, because he didn't want to see he didn't want Sammy Zane's family to see him get beat up like he did at Royal Rumble. You know. And going back to that match, the the finish, you know, once once uh Jimmy also popped up and uh, Sami Zayn accidentally speared him instead. And then Roman Reigns, uh, what, speared him and hit him with the chair and stuff like that. You knew it was over. I mean, you knew it was basically over. And to me, you know, Sami Zayn, I mean, Kevin Owens popping up, you know, was a cool moment. But to me, I was like, why he pop up, you know, during the match when the referee was down? But I guess he basically explained it, that he didn't do it for him. He did it. He did. He did it, you know, because he didn't want to see his family, you know, see him get beat up. So I guess he, in a sense, he didn't care whether he won or not. I guess is what he's saying. But yeah, what was your thoughts? Were you thinking the same thing too? Like he waited too long for him to pop up, you know, after the match, you know, to stop the Sami Zayn beatdown. Um. Not really. I mean, I didn't, you're talking about Kevin Owens, right, as far as yeah. coming out? I mean, I didn't expect Kevin Owens at all to come out, to be honest with you. Um, I thought I thought there was a chance maybe Sami Zayn could have won the match, probably, you know, even by, like, a disqualification, you know? But that didn't happen, unfortunately. But, um, no, I mean, I wasn't really surprised that Kevin Owens came out near, near the end there. Uh, I, I wasn't really expecting him to come out, but seeing him come out was uh, was was nice to see. And it looks like now it's going to be him and Sammy going after the tag team titles at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather see Sammy Zayn in the championship match. But yeah, we won't too. get that. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely not going to get the we're definitely going to get the tag team um, challenge. Yeah, and then we'll definitely find out what what's gonna happen with with uh, you know Jey Uso because um, he still he still hasn't officially shown what he he's still torn he still hasn't uh, revealed what he's gonna do but I guess now he has no choice this uh, coming week uh, because Roman Reigns is gonna deal with the problem so yeah. now we're so now we're definitively going to what I would assume him get his act together and stay with the bloodline and you know fight Sammy and and Kevin even though he didn't do anything uh, this past Friday night yeah I think he's gonna betray them at WrestleMania yeah but then that that would ruin his title reign I think Roman, Roman might decide to strip him 
and give the title to um, what's his name? Um, Solo Sokoa. Yeah. Their, bro- their younger brother. Yeah. Like, do I that. mean, that's that's what it looks like it might happen, you know. Which to me would be kind of stupid because it's like that's how he loses his his historic title reign. Well, well, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll definitely see, for sure. But um, yeah, I I think uh, I think we covered pretty much everything. Oh, uh, but yeah, before we head out, um, yeah, we forgot to touch up touch on this last time. Um, yeah, rest in peace, uh, uh Leaping Lenny Poffo, aka the Genius. Oh yeah, that's right, Macho Man, Randy yeah, Savage's brother. brother. Yeah, rest mm-hmm. in peace. Yeah, uh, a wordsmith. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, a very popular wrestler. You know, growing up back in the days. You know, in the in the what seventies, eighties, and then of course, you know, him uh, being a manager and during his time with the WWE. So. Yeah. Yeah, my condolences go out to his, you know, his family. I mean, uh, whoever's, you know, surviving because, you know, unfortunately, obviously, their father, Angelo, passed away a long, long time ago. Their mom's gone as well. And then, of course, Randy is gone. So whatever, uh, whoever surviving members they have of their family, you know, you know, they, um, you know, my condolences go out to them. Because that, that family's been a lo- around in wrestling for a long, long time. With Angelo Poffo. You know, and now the Savage family. You know, it's the end of an era. But um, anything you'd like to say before, uh, you know, we head out? Um, Check out my show, iMac. Um I have a special show the well later tonight since it's midnight now, and uh, that you can check it every check your local listings every Saturdays at 10 p.m. and come back here check out Sports of Religion at, at the original time Saturdays at 11 p.m. on Block Pump mm-hmm. Radio. You're the man. Check out his show iMac. Check your local listings. Check out my YouTube channel, Sports Urban Legend TV, and of course check out um, this show, Sports Urban Legend TV. I mean, sort of, rather, Sports Urban Legend every Saturdays at 11, only on Plus Talk Radio. So, he's Macaulay Matthew. I'm Way Mamo, and I'll see you guys uh, next week. <laughs> Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.